You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you today? Good day. Uh, Healthy alive, doing well. Yourself? You know, I heard it said once, if I was doing any better, it'd be illegal. Actually, it's not true. In today's world. Yeah, it's actually not true. In today's world, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, That's not really true. Although I do consider myself to be fortunate because this area where I'm at isn't actually under a lockdown. It's under a limited thing. All the major cities have been locked down because people aren't doing what they're told. Uh, they're They're not taking vaccines and listening to the government. But yet the people are being told, go take a vaccine and everything will go back to normal. But yet at the same time, they're told, oh, well, if you take a vaccine, well, there's no guarantee it's actually going to do anything. Like they're actually saying that in the same sentence. What are you supposed to do? I mean, around here, they, they, they tell you to get a vaccine, right? And do they? All the people that all the people that, that I uh, have interacted with, both in person and, you know, through telecommuting and whatnot, they're all saying basically the same thing. You know, you got your vaccine, you're going to get your vaccine. It's like, uh, this is like, this is like, is this like a cult thing or something? That's the only thing I can figure is is something to do with here in the U.S. uh, It's like a social status or something. Drop dead with your, with your asking of questions. Sorry. That that might actually be what it is, is social status here in the U.S. at least. I mean, because that, that's that's kind of a big deal when you look at like social media and whatnot, especially that, in the younger uh, younger generation. Social media, man. It's social media. This, it's social media is crap. I, I've been saying for years, it's time for social media to go, right? It's got to go. And you know something? Clarence Thomas came out yesterday and he said, it's going to be on the Supreme Court to rein in big tech because Congress isn't going to do it. And big tech has no authority to uh, to censor people based on political speech. It needs to be equal no, across the board. No, I, I I can't see them doing anything. Did you see the six two ruling uh, from the Supreme Court on yeah. copyright infringement from mm-hmm. between Google and Apple or not Apple? Excuse me, Oracle. Um, there was basically Google used some of the Java coding from Oracle, and it was like ten thousand lines they used, and literally copy pasta. And the Supreme That's- Court said, "Oh no, this is fair use." That's not fair use. No, unless it's that, that's not fair use. Unless and it's open source, then no, okay. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It, it's Java code. I mean, this is this is their their fundamental code, right? That that's for the the, the platform itself. The, the so let me get language. this straight. So Oracle basically has built themselves their own infrastructure that Google can't quite compete with, so they have to steal it. You know, we we've seen this in other uh, medium. It, it's not necessarily that they can't create it. It's that it's already there. Why not just copy pasta it? I mean, we we don't have any moral, uh, y- you know, obligation not to, if you will. Are you telling me that Google, Google, of all people, of all companies, Alphabet, whatever you want to call it, right? Are you telling me these are the people that make the Titan M security chip? Okay, this is <laughs> this is something they openly put out there with open source coding and say, if you can crack it, we'll give you a million in cash. This is a company that creates something like that, that would take modern technology, 
minus quantum computing, of course, it would take modern technology over 650 years to break into that thing. And you're telling me that they have to steal code from another developer? I'm not saying they have to. I'm saying it's the path of least resistance. So it 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 would be easy for them to go and, and steal the code. Now, because of the Supreme Court's ruling, which uh, the reason it's 6-2, by the way, is um, Amy Coney Barrett sat out because uh, the, the case started before she was put into office. So, and yes, fair it's enough. office. The, yeah, these are enough. freaking politicians at this point. Mm-hmm. But the two dissenters were, uh, I believe, Clarence Thomas and... Um, Alito. Alito. You're right. Mm-hmm. How'd I Those guess? Those were the two. And they both basically said the 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 other justices are completely ignoring the copyright what we already have established because the basically the, the what their argument was is it's fair use but then they completely ignored copyright law because their definition of fair use contradicts the copyright law so uh, that that's basically what Alito and uh Thomas were both saying it, it it's a violation so with that said, do I think the same Supreme Court that just ruled in Google's favor is going to rein in big tech? No. Nah. I don't think they are either. But I was just reiterating what Clarence Thomas said was going to have to happen. And he's right. The, the problem is for the Supreme Court to do any kind of ruling on that, they have to have a case brought to them. And not only does the case have to be brought to them, which there's only a handful of people that are really kind of embroiled in, 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 in the middle of all of this and, and are willing to bring it to the Supreme Court. But even if it was brought to the Supreme Court, you're going to have to change the mind of at least six of the, the justices on there. If they're willing to violate copyright law in favor of Google, makes me wonder, what exactly did Google offer you that you uh, ruled in their favor? When it's so clearly copyright law was violated. I mean, there, I'm no like legal scholar and I can see it, uh, it just as a layman. It, this stuff is, it's copyright law, man. You don't do this. Like 10,000 lines of code. Uh, ridiculous. I would be furious. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, okay. So before we get too far off topic here, right uh, now, don't get me wrong. I like talking some tech. Don't don't get me wrong. But uh, speaking of tech, so we were talking yesterday and we played a clip of uh, this woman who was on CNN and she was talking about vaccine passports. And I'd made the reference to her being a, uh, yeah, she was talking to Chris Cuomo on CNN. And I'd made the reference to the fact that she was probably a, uh, a CCP um, spokesperson, you know, Chinese Communist Party spokesperson. So I thought, all right. And, you know, Mar- Marty said, well, you know, is she? And I said, yeah. And I said, well, if you look at the line that she's touting and you look at uh, the agenda that China is playing with the World Health Organization to run the vaccine passport program, and let's not forget where this came from in the first place, not solely alone by the Chinese Communist Party, but we'll get to that shortly. But if you look at the stance that she's taking, and you can't say that it doesn't match up to the agenda that China's following with vaccine passports. So I did some looking into uh, who that woman was. Uh, Now, she is, uh, she's, now you tell me, okay, now with with everything that I I looked at, and this is just stuff I, I could find on the surface, right? This took me about 10 minutes to find. So you tell me, if this woman has any connections to the Chinese government or the Chinese Communist Party, you tell me, okay? Her name is Dr. Liana Wen, okay? Now, she is of Asian ethnicity, but that's not I mean, in question. That could be anything. That could be Korean, yeah. that could be Japanese, that could be Chinese, that could be right. uh, the Philippines. You don't know, right? 
Yeah, but it still would should raise just a red flag, just, just a little bit. Just, just okay, a little bit. I'm, I'm, okay, you pique my interest now. Oh, yeah, let's, just, let's just look a little bit. It. But yeah. nonetheless, okay, so her name's Dr. Liana Wen. Now, she was, I'm sure this might have nothing to do with it. She was born in Shanghai, so she's a Chinese uh-huh. national by birth. Okay, so um, now she's, you've got two strikes against you. Uh-huh, yeah. She's a former member of the Chinese National Medical Board. Okay. Oof. Looking pretty bad so far. Yeah, not not good, not good. Now, this could be uh, something that's just, you know, by chance. She's the former head of health for the city of Baltimore. I don't know what that's got to do with anything. Uh-huh. Uh, being Baltimore, that that's also kind of a problem. But, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, just a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. Um, now, this one was really striking. She was the president of Planned Parenthood for 2018 mm. and 2019. She just stepped down last year. So uh, that one alone... Um, as a Christian, okay, yeah, I, I, I don't like you already. Now, by the way, but that's, that, the same that's, pos- that's the same position, good. just for reference here, that's the same position that was held for many years by Bill Gates' father. Right. Just on that one, already I have a problem with the woman. And it's not, it has nothing to do with her being Asian or part of the CCP. That one is a, a separate thing. But nonetheless, uh, mm-hmm. okay, I already have an issue now. Uh, and I don't trust what she has to say at this point, but we'll continue here. Well, now she's also a consultant for CNN, obviously, right? Uh-huh. I mean, they had her on. She's a consultant for CNN. Um, this News Network, okay. Y- yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm sure, again, is just coincidence. And now this one, this one really caught me. Since she stepped down as the president of Planned Parenthood, she then took on a profession of being a columnist for the Washington Post. Uh-huh. Uh, also, not a problem uh, at all. I mean, those those are two trusted news agencies. Um, yeah. Well, seeing as how the the Washington Post, from what we talked about last year, the Washington Post, that is the largest newspaper in the United States that has full page ads taken out by the Chinese Communist Party. So I'm I'm just. I'm just curious. Now, based on all of that, and like I said, that's just on the surface. I was able to pull in about 10 minutes on her. Just based on those things right there, do you think she might be a CCP plant, a CCP operative, maybe? She, I mean, there's a couple of connections in there you might be able to make, just a couple. I mean, I mean, maybe, you know, uh, just, uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I, I think it absolutely. I, I have difficulty believing you come out of the CCP. You were able to get out of the country stay out of the country and, and uh, come to the U.S. and um, completely leave those connections behind. She was um, a member of the Chinese medical board. Yeah, yeah. We have actors in the U.S. that make millions of dollars that came from China that are for the CCP. If an actor who makes millions of dollars still remains connected, why do we have any, be- why, why should we believe that a doctor who doesn't get paid as much as an actor uh, doesn't also stay well, connected to the Bruce, she's she's concerned about your health. I mean, you could hear the sincerity in her voice. Mm. So is uh, the WHO. So is the CCP, both of which uh-huh. are uh, it's redundant to list the two there. I mean, it's the same organization. Yeah. You know, the uh, the thing that she was referencing there, basically, in, in that clip that she was talking about on CNN was that she's concerned that. Well, people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms. They're not going to listen to this. They're going to go out and they're going to enjoy their freedom. Um, we have a very small window of opportunity here to to get these uh, these passports uh, put into place, these vaccine passports uh, put in place, which, by the way, the World Health Organization today, just on that note, maybe you'll find this interesting. They came out today and said that 
again, I, I think I have to I have to kind of go back to that point that you were talking about the other day, that there's a civil war going on within the World Health Organization, because there's always a couple of factions that are coming out saying contradictory things within a mm-hmm. day or two. The World Health Organization this afternoon said they reiterate their rejection of compulsory vaccination certificates. And the reason being, they say it is uncertain as to whether vaccinations prevent the transmission of COVID-19. This was this was cited by uh, one of their spokes, uh, one of their spokespeople, um, Harris. Yeah, somebody with the name Harris. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, which is funny because the, the cruise lines are implementing these things. The airlines are implementing these things. All the travel things, they're, they're all implementing these things. And sports venues and yeah, Excelsior, cities like New York. New York. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They're all implementing something Daily like this. Daily Pass so, in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Yeah, for the schools. Um, yeah. But the Biden administration says that they're not going to do one federally. Right, right. Which means they're going to do one federally. Well, I mean, well, it's, it's, it's the same as he wasn't going to do a mask mandate federally. And he's also not going to do a, a, a national lockdown federally, which no, he actually can't do the national do lockdown that. one. No, you, because you the governor would say, um, I'm sorry, our state's open. And it totally, you know, trumps his authority. No pun intended, I'm sure. <laughs> actually, it wasn't. But it yeah. was. It was. Um, OK, so she's concerned about states reopening and losing the opportunity to implement these things. She's concerned about that. Uh, and somebody who, who that does doesn't... That, who does that sound like, by the way? Who who does it sound like to, to grab more control and authority? Actually, no, that, that's not fair because that leaves it open to saying China or the, the, the Democratic Party. I was going to say, just name, name your specific Western government at this point because they're all doing the yeah. same thing. Um, yeah. The person who's perplexed by this whole thing is the saint Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's confused. He's confused. He doesn't know why the cases in Texas and the hospitalizations are dropping. He doesn't know why. They dropped all the mandates. There was a full baseball game in Texas, the Texas Rangers game, a full stadium, a full stadium. And Fauci's confused as to why there's no hospitalizations or or no cases rising. I mean, I'm sure that there's a logical explanation behind it, right? There has to be. There has to be. Yeah, it's the flu. Well, no, that's interesting. I mean, I know somebody that has COVID right now, not here. I know somebody stateside that has it, mm. and they're having a pretty rough go of it. But they said that it's essentially it's not more than a really bad sinus infection. That's about what they're dealing with. Is that? Yeah, I, I could I could see that because uh, you know when I had it, it was um, mostly in your nose a little bit. Like you had a little bit of a runny nose, or uh, and and. Uh, the the losing your your sense of taste and smell was probably the worst of it. Um, that that, but it, thankfully it only lasted a short time, and you know a few days. But uh, that was really the worst of it. I I, I think I, I did have like one one day for like six hours, seven hours. Um, I, I had a little bit of uh, fatigue, and I'm guessing I ran a fever at that time. I'm not really sure. I had a little bit of chills. That that was the worst of it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just uh, just to make a quick point here on on an earlier uh, topic that I brought up, the uh, World Health Organization, the spokeswoman who was speaking for the World Health Organization says that, uh, excuse me, uh, the name was Margaret Harris. Excuse me. It was not just Margaret, yeah, it was Harris. Okay. Margaret Harris. Yes. Uh, she was talking to a news conference in uh, Geneva, Switzerland, just this morning. She went on to say, she says, there are all those other questions apart from the question of discrimination against people who are not able able to have the vaccine for one reason or another. So they cited the fact that 
they're rejecting it on the basis of uh, lack of fairness and medical doubts uh, is what they're, uh, they're, they're basing it on. Because basically, let's look at it like this. If you have a child under a certain age that doesn't need to be vaccinated, of course, their Fauci and company are setting a precedent for that right now, along with Big Pharma, with trials of six months to 12 years of age. What parent in the right mind would put their child through that? I don't know. But uh, they're setting the precedent for that. So basically, right now, if you have children, you can no longer travel for the foreseeable future. If you have an underlying condition that would prevent you from getting such experimental vaccine, that's not even a vaccine, that would inhibit you, as they're stating here from the World Health Organization, from getting it, you're no longer allowed to exist in society. You're now a second-class citizen. To be fair, if you have a, a child or you're pregnant yourself, you're finding it difficult to fly anyway, because try to keep a young child in a mask let alone seated in their chair long enough for the flight. I've seen a number of uh, stories and articles that have come out of families being kicked off planes because their child, you know, be it they were just a, a rowdy youngster, a um, autistic or special needs, whatever you want to call it, child, whatever the case is, they wouldn't wear their mask or it was a freaking 18 month old or whatever. And, and you're not going it, to, it's ridiculous. Anyway, they're, they're getting thrown off of planes already. So uh, you can't even get on a plane anyway, if you're not wearing a mask. So, you know, sad fact at the moment. Um, okay, but let's, let's get back on track here. Let's, let's circle back. <laughs> let's get back to uh, the saint to Dr. Anthony Fauci. He was on MSNBC last night being asked the question flat out, how do you explain the drop in cases in Texas after they ignored your advice for masks and social distancing? So let's hear what his response was. You mentioned Texas and that full ballpark in Arlington yesterday. There was a lot of concern last month when Texas effectively opened up, dropped all those restrictions and said it's back to life. And if you go to Texas, as you know, it looks like 2019. The restaurants and the bars are full and open. The ballparks are full. And yet we've seen cases and hospitalizations since then continue to tick downward. So what do you make of that as all of us look around and sort of try to consider how safe it is to get back? to normal life. Yeah, you know, it's it can be confusing because you may see a lag and a delay because often you have to wait a few weeks before you see the effect of what you're doing right now. You know, there, there are a lot of things that go into that. I mean, when you say that they've they've had a lot of uh, activity on the outside, like ball games, I'm not really quite sure. It could be they're doing things outdoors. You know, it's very difficult to just one on one compare that. You just have to see in the long range. I hope they continue to tick down. If they do, that would be great. But there's always the concern when you pull back on methods, particularly things like indoor dining and bars that are crowded, you can see a delay and then all of a sudden tick right back up. We've been fooled before by situations where people begin to open up, nothing happens, and then all of a sudden, several weeks later, things start exploding on you. So we got to be careful we don't prematurely judge that. You see, Bruce, you've been fooled before. So you, you got to be careful not to prematurely judge anything. You know, it's it's ironic as well that he mentions there that you have to wait the two week period since Texas has opened up. Uh, to, three. To see if those, he said a few weeks. Oh, three. A few weeks. OK, my, my mistake. A few. Um, Texas has been open up for over a month now fully. Mm hmm. 
Uh, I'm wanting to say it's two months, actually. Same thing with Florida. I, I think it was uh, well, Florida minus never a couple really of mi- yeah, minus yeah. a couple of cities that decided that like they were going to try and yeah. Uh, you know something? So there was a there was a, a subscriber uh, who commented on our Telegram channel on this clip. Let's discuss his answer here uh, because I thought this was great. He says, "Yeah, so rather than saying this looks really promising, which I agree, you know, that he's supposed to be out there saying that stuff, we all want to find a way out of this." And not to have to wear masks. So we're watching closely and hope to find that Texas is the way forward. And then they say confusing because they want people to remain confused and scared and restricted. So it fits in with the Joe Biden when you I don't know if you remember listening to him and the campaign trail when he said this is going to be the dark, you know, a dark winter or whatever, whatever his phrasing was. Do you, do you know what dark, hold, just on that point? Do you know what dark winter was? Do you know why they were all saying that? Yes, I do. But go ahead. Okay, this was a this was a plan to psychologically coerce an unwilling population to get vaccinated when they otherwise wouldn't. This was a reference to an operation that I guess functioned or was planned back in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. So but anyway, the, the, the thing is, is. It fits the narrative of, honestly, it fits a typical Democrat, right? It's it's so terrible and bad, and we can't look at the good. Uh, you know, it, it's a carrot and stick. It just it, it fits their narrative. They have to do it to to push their agenda or to. In Fauci's case, I'm not really sure if he's agenda driven more so than he's um, he's a narcissistic person, likes to be in the limelight, and likes to line his pockets with money. I mean. I don't know if it's anything past that. I don't know if he has any other ideology, well, uh, like authoritarian or any of that kind of stuff, or he's just doing it for himself. Uh, I'm not sure. It could also be that he's working for someone else. That That's also a plausibility. But I, I could see that. Yeah. Doing the bidding of someone else, because let's let's be honest, right? Bill Gates is pretty much to the average person out there that has a half of understanding of what's happening. Bill Gates is a pretty hated guy, right? He's not very well liked. If you look out in the streets, I'm just judging numbers here. OK, sheer numbers. I'm not talking about the people that are going out and getting whacked up with this experimental whatever in hell it is. I'm talking about the people that are standing out there in mass in protests across Europe. They're holding up pictures of Bill Gates in prison stripes. He's not a very well-liked individual. If you had him out in front of the TV, which, by the way, I'm just curious, the last few weeks, where'd he go? Why isn't he out there on TV anymore? It's like he just kind of disappeared all of a sudden. So if you don't have him out there, what would be the next best thing? It'd be someone like Fauci, right? Someone out there confusing you, someone out there offering you this and that, and somebody offering you a way out, but you got to do everything they say. See, Gates was following that agenda in the early days when all the the celebrity talk show hosts had him on for their segment or whatever it was. And he was talking about, well, if we do this and we do this and we do that and uh, we we get through this point and we get through that point, uh, well, we can kind of get back to some part of normal and well, we can get back to normal if we do this. And well, now people aren't really doing this. But then he stopped saying that, didn't he? He kind of stepped back a little bit. And then who asserted themselves was Fauci. Just an observation. Also, um, I'm still a firm uh, believer in that the, the, the reason we're in this position as a whole, not just COVID-19, but the reason uh, the U.S. at least is in the position it's in, I still blame Christians. I do as well. I do as well for not standing up. We're supposed to be the ones standing up for this. Not just here, but in the culture, in the culture wars in general, right? I mean, 
we we had a good opportunity in the early 2000s because everybody after 9/11 everybody started going back to church and all that great opportunity there to to kind of get a foothold in in society again and largely that was lost and now it's a unfortunately this is this is what it, it, it is going on right now good has become evil and evil has become good that that's kind of what is going on right now the christians says, that, that are aware of it says that somewhere doesn't it yeah good becomes yeah, it evil, evil because about, it says it somewhere yeah, I, yeah somewhere talks in the about scriptures i can't remember where though so, someplace it says yeah, that. yeah yeah it also talks about um how mothers uh, or, or daughters would turn against their mothers and sons against their fathers. You know, it, 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 there's that dichotomy going on. And uh, it, it also talks about how um, Christians have become lazy in the end times. Um, they, they, they've become fat and lazy. They enjoy the the tickling of their ears and, and, and sermons and whatnot. And that that I think is exactly what's going on right now is we're losing the Western world because Christians, you you you. Can, you have gotten to the point to where you're seeing what's going on and going, oh, it's end time stuff. Well, I guess I just need to sit back and, you know, I mean, it's, it's not much time left now. Yeah, we're in this position because you guys did that. We're in that position because you, you Christians didn't stand up. You, we haven't stood up. And I don't mean out there like, uh, uh, you know, fire and brimstone preaching and all that. No, we're, we aren't out there trying to, oh, I don't know. We, we could have been in the, the movie sector. We could have been in the schools. We could have been in the, if you believe in the kingdom now, so like some denominations do, where the hell are you? Number one. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. I'm, I'm just. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. I, I, no, I, I got to stop you. I got to stop you. Don't get off your soapbox because there are people that listen that are devout Christians that say, preach it to me, <laughs> talking, yeah. to, talking back to you. So they agree with you. They agree with you because they see it. They see it too. So it's not just you. It's it's something that is that is widely seen. And and I've heard it too, not just from the theological standpoint, but I, I also talk to people as well that are saying, look, everybody that they talk to say, and you know, more than one person tells me this, they say everybody that we talk to, everybody knows what's going on, but nobody knows what to do. That's the other problem is I think you're talking about an issue, and and I agree with that issue. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I agree with you 110%. But the problem becomes if you can somehow remedy, maybe remedy is a bad word, but if you can somehow muster up uh, the Christian base, if you can do that to stand against this this sick evil, because that's what it is, if you can somehow fire up that base and get them up off the couch somehow, you still need leadership. And the church doesn't have it. As far as I'm concerned, no, they don't. If you if you look at um, back in the the revolutionary times, the preachers were the ones out there. They, they they were they were like the morale boost. They were like the 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 fire to the kindling. They were the ones out there that really sparked things, uh, or not really sparked it, but like pushed forward, like the Minutemen and all that. Like they were the ones that really created a roaring flame, if you will. Uh, they were really the foundations of of why America is America. They, they were some of the ones out there pushing and fighting and uh, themselves. So it's, uh, and I'm not saying Christians need to rise, rise up and, you know, start another revolution and all that. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we need to get, I mean, well, in a roundabout way, revolution in the sense of culturally, we, we need to get out there and be in the populace. Like we, we need uh, locally, right? We've been talking yeah. about going in and, and doing local stuff. That's what you should do. You're, you're a Christian, you're a firm believer in what, like, 
you need to not only do you need to educate yourself on what's going on politically, but you need to uh, shore up your foundation and your, and, and your faith um, and then get out there and stand on those principles and stand on what you believe in and run for those different offices or hell, don't even run for an office. Just be a school teacher or something, something simple like that and stand up for what you believe and what's right. Not, not just what you believe, but what are universal truths, things that are like, for example, there's only two genders, male and female. I mean, simple things like that. Push back against that. Make them try to kick you out of the school or fire you or whatever, and then file a lawsuit against them. Push back somehow like that. I mean, we have to come at them like the left has been coming at us. I mean, you, you own a bakery and you say, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't bake a cake for your gay wedding. Oh, well, you know what? That's your constitutional right. And what did they do in hindsight? They... Uh, those that couple specifically went to that bakery because they knew it was a Christian bakery and they were going to file a lawsuit. That was the entire intention of it. I mean, you you look at how it went down. That's exactly what it was. They could have just went that walked down the street and went to a different bakery, but instead they had to go to that one specifically. Why? I mean, we need Play to get out there and card. just start exactly. And honestly, it, you have the Constitution backing you in this. <laughs> so. I, I honestly don't know what Christians are doing. Like why we're, we're in this position we're in because we haven't been standing up on our principles. We haven't been standing up on our constitutional rights. And we've just been essentially, oh, you know, Hollywood just does its thing. Or, uh, you know, they, they, they teach critical race theory in schools or, or Common Core or... All right. So this is breaking. You, you have a knack for picking these things at just the right time. I don't know why in the world this happened, but uh, you're not going to believe this. So the guy that refused to bake the wedding cake for that same-sex couple, he's being sued again. He's being sued again. Just the one. This is, this this is literally just breaking. Denver? Yeah, this is literally just breaking. Uh, the Colorado baker who refused to make the wedding cake for the same-sex couple on religious grounds is being sued again, this time over refusing a cake for a transgender woman. Uh, Jack Phillips won a partial victory in 2018 in the U.S. Supreme Court, citing religious objections for the wedding cake. Uh, the law is unclear on refusing service to other members of the LGBTQ community. Um, so what happened to the fact that you, as a business owner, you have the right to refuse service to anyone? What happened to that right? Because apparently if I go to, the, to a, a store or a shop and don't wear a mask, they can refuse my uh, based on health grounds. I mean, you know, Hippocratic laws, you, like, hello? <laughs> We're, we're supposed to yeah, be immune to that kind of stuff. It's got nothing to do with health, the mask. but yeah. No, it doesn't. But it, that, that's what it's being touted as. So if they're able to do that with masks, which there, there is no constitutional grounds for them to do that, right? Your Hippocratic laws should protect you from any kind of um, being refused business, for example, for your health uh, situation, because they're not supposed to know anything about your health situation. Um, in this case, it's a constitutional right. It's... It, it's the business owner is saying, look, this is my religious belief. This this person, the transgender person, chose to make a a a um, change in their perception or of themselves. Right? They made a choice. I disagree with that choice. I don't want to do business with them. That is my that is my prerogative. It goes against my religion. It goes against me as a business owner. I can refuse whoever I want to do business. Like I, I that's it. Uh, so I I don't understand how I don't get why this is even an argument. Uh, or, or even a, a thing. It should have been, they go into the store, they ask for business. You say, sorry, not going to do business. Get out of my store. End of story. That should have been the end of it. But 
I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Did did the shop owner just need to say, "Sorry, we're swamped. We don't. We, we, you're you're going to have to come again some other time." Like, what 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 is the argument here that would what that would give the the business owner the right to choose what business they do? Does this not make it? Does it not make it a government run business? Does this not make it fascist? If the government can tell you who you can and can't do business with, does that not make it fascist? It does, actually, because then your business is run and operated by the state. So you have to do pretty much what the state tells you to do. So uh, I applaud this guy for standing up and fighting. Uh, honestly, the Christians need to be out there supporting this guy and making their voices heard on a, a social media, whatever. I, I, I don't care. It, it, it's time to step out. Like, oh, I might get my social media account banned if I say anything. If that's all you're being held back for speaking out on, um, we're lost. You're pansy. You don't deserve your freedoms. Uh, this just in out of the Babylon Bee. Uh, Google removes the entire state of Georgia from Google Maps, citing the uh, election law <laughs> in, uh, in Georgia. I, I had to make <laughs> you laugh, Riz. I'm sorry. We're, we're not far off from there, though. Yeah, that's what's that's funny about it. You could take that as truth. Yeah. I mean, we've at least done good with the Second Amendment, right? I don't think they're going to they're, they're going to attempt to try to take it, but I don't think they're going to get any headway in that one, because at least, you know, we, we, we as conservative have really had activism for the Second Amendment. But what good is it going to do you? Seriously, you know, in all that uh, talk about the Second Amendment, one thing that we forgot to mention that happened over the weekend was the guy that ran the barricade in the car at the Capitol and flattened the officer, got out of the car and he was shot dead by police because he had a knife. As predicted, that got shut down within 24 hours. The media doesn't pay any attention to it. Why? Because he was a follower of Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> yeah, he was a nation so, of Islam guy. Yeah, so it doesn't fit mm -hmm. the agenda. So uh, yeah, the, they just completely squashed the story. In 24 hours, that was a dead story. In 24 hours. Wasn't, wasn't he the brother of an of like a rap artist or something? Could have been. I didn't really. I, I looked. Yeah. I saw who the guy was. Facebook deleted his profile within a couple of hours. It was gone. Yep. Well, the, the thing is, is the media was reporting on it and they were showing what happened and they were giving live updates and whatnot. And then the minute his name came out, silence. It, it, it Because, yeah. So uh, I, I thought about that and then I got to thinking about it and I was like, you know what? That is a great Second Amendment uh, argument, just like you said. I, I would like to get people, you know, do a scenario to where it's like uh, in a, in a uh, for example, one of the one of the games that we play on the on the on the side when we don't have anything going on is Arma Three, right? I want to have someone come in there into Arma Three. You have one guy with a gun and the other guy with a knife. You're going to go back to back, ten faces from each other, turn and try to kill each other. Who's going to win? The guy with the knife. Yeah, clearly. I mean, clearly the guy with the knife. I mean, it is is. I mean, well, granted, it could actually be depending on. The, the skill set between the two. But the point if is, have, if you have a guy that's coming at you with a knife and he's 20 feet away, if your gun, if you're concealed carry, if you're carrying concealed and your gun is in the holster, he's going to get to you before you get your gun out. I mean, OK, arguably, yes, that that is in that scenario, possibly. Um, it still it depends on how how quickly they can get to you and how quickly you can draw your gun. But yeah, I mean, there's some variables. But yes, my, my point in that is typically uh, the, the gun is an equalizer, right? You don't bring a knife to a gunfight, uh, typically. Uh, but the thing is, is they're not talking about taking away knives. They're not talking about how knives, these assault knives are so dangerous. And you, you can kill someone just as easily with a knife or a car as you can with a gun. Like, or a baseball bat. 
or a baseball bat. They're they're tools. So uh, the rhetoric you know, is so it, it, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah it it doesn't fit. But you know, not not to gloss over too much of your uh, your point there on on Christians. You know, there was something that's been out you know floating around the alternative media here in the last few days, uh, and that is a pastor in Calgary, uh, Canada, uh, Calgary, Alberta. And that video is gaining a lot of attention. And it was something that we had posted up on our Telegram channel, uh, and it got reposted quite a few times. A lot of people saw that. Uh, and I saw it floating around some other channels as well. And so a lot of people saw that. Um, who is this guy? So the guy's name is um, Pastor Arter uh, Pulowski. I'm, I'm uh, I think that's how you I think that's it. right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so he's, he's Polish. He's Polish. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he, he passes a church, uh, it, it uh, uh, the fortress of Alduin, uh, Adulum, I guess. Um, or, or, uh, they have in parentheses their cave. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, I, I read something right? interesting. Yeah. I read something interesting about him. Do you know the reason I think that they targeted that church specifically was because of the heinous crime that he had committed prior to all of this. Now, mind you, he was just having uh, services. That's all he was doing. He was just having services. And the police showed up with some uh, lunatic from uh, the public health department. They all come in there wearing masks, trying to shut the church down. Now, the heinous crime that he was fined for before all this. Are you ready for it, Bruce? He was feeding the homeless. Oof. Um, wow. He was doing exactly what the Bible says the churches are supposed to do. One of the things they're supposed to do is you know, take care of the homeless. Mm -hmm. what? He was, he was feeding the homeless. He was violating COVID guidelines. Yeah. Sounds, uh, what was that about good being evil and evil being good? I said earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, just so happens we clipped out part of this that he had said to these police officers. There's about eight cops there and one, whatever she was from the uh, public health department. And they come in there with the intention of breaking up the church service on the last day of Passover. And so, uh, this is what he had to say. And to be honest with you, this, in my humble opinion, this is exactly how every single business owner should behave in the West. They have you shut down. Have you lost your business? No, you didn't lose your business. Let me restate that. You didn't lose your business. They stole it from you. This is how they should be handled. They ordered you to shut down. They bankrupted you. They offered you money that you had to pay back, but then closed you down again so you couldn't pay it. They stole your business from you. Let's take a listen to how this pastor deals with these thugs that come in there to try and shut down his church. Get out of this property immediately. Get out. Get out of this property immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. Out! 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 Out of this property! Immediately out! Immediately go out and don't come back! Don't, I don't want to talk to you! Not a word! Out of this property! Out of this property! Immediately out! I don't care what you have to say! Out! Out! Out of this property, you Nazis! Out! Out! Gestapo is not allowed here! Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed. Out. Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Go. So go. Go. And don't come back without a warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. 
And don't come back without a warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. You Gestapo, Nazi, communist, fascists. Don't you dare coming back here. Can you imagine those psychopaths? Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year. And they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? It's beyond me. So see, Bruce, there is a fine example of someone that is doing what should be done. And it only took a, a, a family that, or, or in this case, a pastor that whose family escaped um, communism. Well, actually, yeah, you can't even argue that. I'm sorry. Social. Let's just be honest. Socialism. Yeah. Socialism. Yeah. So, I mean, his family escaped um, Nazi Germany at the time. Uh, uh, I believe they escaped so he, into he kind of knows. Yeah, he kind of knows. Yeah. What that behavior leads to. Yeah. Um, and judging by the fact of, that he has an accent and his family, I'm 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 going to take a guess and say he's probably uh, first generation like he's the kids of uh yeah so yeah he's um, and he's he's a bit up there and uh well he's not old but uh he is older so he is first generation immigrant i i would assume at that point yeah from yeah. from europe at that time yeah um which by the way the the articles that i'm seeing here uh, out of the left media is saying that the reason the pastor kicked him out was actually because of the the law enforcement had weapons and that that's why they oh wow oh yeah yeah uh it, it's interesting though as well i'm i'm seeing a lot of the people on the the i can't say a lot many of the comments that are that are coming in for on this article from the left leaning media is talking about how if you want to live in society there you know there there's a few sacrifices you have to give up to to have society like your your rights and civil liberties and whatnot. Uh, what? there's a few things you have to give up to to have society function huh. um and 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 referencing these usurpations of your rights um that that has nothing to do with the the fascism or uh, okay. the holocaust right. or stalinism right. or any of those things okay which by the way that's what they call socialism now is Stalinism like the the Soviet? They don't reference the Soviet Union as socialist. They reference even them though as it was Stalinist. United yeah. Soviet Socialist Republic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Even though it but, actually said that yeah. in well, see, so Stalinism isn't socialism. You see, oh that, right, something right different. Yeah. Sure, sure. Okay, so let, let's go back to your point there about what they were saying about how you need to give up certain things uh, mm -hmm. to belong to mm -hmm. a community. Is that how they put it? Society. Yeah, to society. society. Okay, well, yeah. basic. Okay, so society, right? We have communities that form societies. So let's let's take the... I, I, I hate to steal your thunder here. Let's, let's go to the theological side of things. Okay. Let's go prior to, by quite a number of years, to... The Bill of Rights and the Constitution and, and all of that. Okay, so let's let's even go back further than the Magna Carta, right? Which was the first document mm -hmm. that gave people property rights. So let's go back further than that. Let's look at the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were to follow the Ten Commandments, and I'm not saying that uh, you know we we need to be. Uh, I mean, for God's sake, let's just be honest here. If we took the Old Testament literally, uh, 
<laughs> we would live in a very crazy world. I would have been stoned to death long ago. Exactly. Exactly. So let, let, let's yeah. So let's just forego that for the for the time being, just for the sake of conversation here to address this point. Let's look at the Ten Commandments. If you follow the Ten Commandments, well, what does that do? In my opinion, please tell me if I'm wrong or you think I'm going off track here. But if you follow these things, then you're essentially forming a community, a peaceful community, are you not? That's the basis of forming a community. If you follow these things and you respect them, then yeah. you can live in harmony, can you not? You can you can form a community based around those things. Now, and I'm just saying that that was the first instance we had in the basis of modern communities because we're based in the West off of Judeo-Christian beliefs. That's our roots. So if you're if you take the time and and go over the 10 commandments right every single one of them there if you subscribe to the um as marty says the 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 pagan creed or whatever do do uh, do as you will, but harm none. Do as you will. Yeah, thank you. Do as you will, but harm none. If you use that mindset and kind of use the libertarian mindset, which is very similar to that, um, you look at our constitution, you look at the Ten Commandments, they all are basically saying the same thing. Uh, you look at the Ten Commandments, uh, the first four, no gods before, uh, uh, no, no graven images or likenesses, no idols. Um, those are, honestly, that only affects you and God between the two of you. That, but. If you do that, that there's also a societal standard there as well, because just to give you an example, social media, if you're an influencer on there and love the attention, you, your idol is yourself, right? You're, so don't be selfish, in other words. That, that's also part of that. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. You need a day of rest physically. You actually do need a day of rest physically. Uh, honor, honor your father and mother. Um, wow. Respect your elders. I mean, that's kind of, you know... Uh, don't kill. Wow. Uh, that's kind of straightforward. I mean, we have laws for that one, right? Don't commit adultery. Okay. Don't cheat on your, your spouse. That's kind of, I mean, you're, you're going to invoke hail, uh, hell fire if you do. I mean, I know some women are pretty crazy. But just just looking at those right off the bat, I mean, hmm. that uh, kind of sounds like a lot of our laws that we already have in place. And some of those aren't even really laws. Those are kind of societal standards. Like, don't be overly selfish. That's kind of if you've gone to any kind of counseling or therapy for any kind of relationships or you've, I don't know, tried to have a relationship, you can't be self-centered all the time, right? It, it, it's a, a mutual contract, if you will. We're so far off track. And I, I don't mean us as now I'm saying off track as in society mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's because we've abandoned over the last several decades, we've abandoned our traditional uh, roots in Judeo-Christianity. You're talking about the churches or the, the Christians that are not standing up because they are, uh, how did you put it, wanting their ears tickled? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, think about it. If you look at modern churches, I'm doing the air quotes, churches, it's like going to a rock concert, isn't it? So I don't mind the churches changing to the times, you know, it's staying relevant, if you will. Um, because, you know, societies change and, and uh, technologies change and all that kind of stuff. So I don't mind the church staying. The, the thing that I have a problem with is the message itself. Um, for example, um, you, you had the situation uh, where in the Bible where the, um, uh, one of the attendees was uh, getting on with his stepmom. And they were like, 
uh, we're not going to have that and kicked him out of the church. Right. Later on, they reconciled, you know, stopped being in sin and everything and came back to the church and the church accepted him back. Where are you going to hear that message today? Where, what church are you going to attend that you're getting it on with whatever you're committing adultery and the church kicks you out? No, there's very few churches that are going to do that. So that's what I mean by tickling of the ears. They're just catering to the people and the messages. They're making them feel good. There's no real, I can't say power to the message because you're, you're preaching the gospel and that that's, but you get what I mean. There, there's no real oomph to it. It's just, mm-hmm. you're making them feel good. There's mm-hmm. no, no foundation. That That's partly why our, as you said, but even, even if we were to broaden it, and and not even really just go say well it's because Christians have you know uh, floundered and they're not standing on their principles. You could broaden it and say just universal truths. We have stopped um, believing in universal truths or or teaching universal truths. You know, like for I brought up the the, the male and female thing. Well, oh, how I dare mean, you? How dare you? That's a universal you, truth. Yeah, how dare you? You're you're really Bruce. You're going to make her angry. How dare you? You're going to make her angry. Yeah. You got to stop that. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, wait, did you notice that she's kind of gone out of the limelight lately? Yeah. There's a statue that's uh, been put up in her honor. Yeah. 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 We because... we did see the statue and hear about, but we've not hearing about that statue anywhere. Like nobody's really. I haven't seen any major news news media is talking about that. It could be because we have COVID. Could also be because now she's 18 and considered an, an adult legally, so now they can't use her as a minor pushing mm-hmm. the agenda. So now mm-hmm. she's not important anymore. Yeah. You know, we got way off on that, and I, you know, I really wanted to. Uh, I wanted to to talk about uh, Fauci a little more today. Uh, and that was going to be something that uh, that we were going to bring up earlier. But one thing just led to another, and, and we're not scripted here. But uh, we can end with this, uh, and it's good to end on. I want to talk here about uh, a guy by the name of Dr. Peter Navarro. Uh, he was on Steve Bannon's podcast the other day, and he served in the Trump administration as the assistant to the president, uh, director of trade manufacturing policy, uh, and the National Defense Production Act policy coordinator. So he was part of the pandemic task force or whatever it was called, whatever they called it. So he's part of that. So he worked with Fauci and Burks and all the rest of the people, Pence and all the rest of them that were on that that task force. So he's very well informed on, on uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, and, you know, he also previously served as a uh, as a deputy assistant to the president and director of the White House National Trade Council. He is also professor of economics and public policy at the Paul Mirage School of Business, University of California, Irvine, and the author of Death by China, among other publications. The guy comes with uh, a good set of credentials, uh, also has a PhD from Harvard University. Uh, so, I mean, the, the guy knows his stuff. Uh, he's not uh, he's not just someone that blows a whole bunch of hot air. Uh, so he worked inside uh, the Trump administration. More to the point, he worked closely with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, a lot of things have come out about Dr. Fauci over the last couple of weeks. And these are things that if you knew where to look a year ago, over a year ago, then you already knew them. So it shouldn't be some big revelation at this point in time. If you've been listening to us for like a year, we've pointed out many of the things that are coming out now uh, and, and the more of the mainstream, if you will, conservative mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Dr. Anthony Fauci, along with Peter Daszak of the World Health Organization and Francis Collins of the NIH, used hundreds of thousands in some instances and in other instances, millions of taxpayer dollars, U.S. taxpayer dollars. Seven million. Seven million or right around, well, actually be more than that if you count the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. 
I'm saying specifically that uh, to oh. the reference of um, taxpayer dollars, it's seven million. Oh, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, all right, seven million dollars of U.S. taxpayer money that we know of, that we know of, that we're able to find. Right. I'm sure <laughs> behind the scenes there could be God knows how much there could be behind the scenes. But and that's not to mention the you know the deals with pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies on the sides, things like that, construction companies to build these labs. So. What's come out in the last couple of weeks that we told you about a year ago? Dr. Fauci, along with other heads of these certain areas of health and public policy, transferred gain-of-function research to the Chinese, to that lab in Wuhan, who took that research and started toying with it, adding it to things like the common cold, for example, right? A coronavirus. There's a whole family of these things. A coronavirus at its base is the common cold. If they weaponize the common cold, and on top of that, if they go back, say, oh, I don't know, 2009-ish, somewhere along in there, and if they can change the definition of what a pandemic is, then they can do a lot of damage with that, can't they? Dr. Peter Navarro was on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast a couple of days ago, and we have this little segment from when he was on, just the, I mean, this is good. This is really good. The way he lays this out. Uh, and we're going to play it here. Now, this is a few minutes long. Bruce and I went over it before we started just to make sure that everything was okay with it. But it it needs to be played in its entirety. It is, like I said, it's a few minutes long, but I do apologize for that. It, but it needs to be said. All of it needs to be said. And it needs to be said by these people. It needs to be said by Dr. Navarro, who's on a show that has the audience size of Bannon in the millions, the tens of millions daily that's listened to around the world. These are the people that need to be bringing this information to light. I'm glad that we do, but we're nowhere near as big as these guys. These are the people that need to be saying this because these are the people that get attention. These are the people that turn heads. These are the people that know what goes on behind the scenes more than we do for a year. For an entire year, I've been asking the question throughout the entire year, where are the big guys putting out this information? Where are the heavy hitters, the small people, those of us down here at the bottom, you know, in the trenches, if you will, us doing this work of our own accord, digging this stuff up. We need the bigger guys' help to bring that out. And they're finally starting to do it. Thank God. To be fair, there have been some, some of the big ones have actually, uh, big conservatives have been reporting it for a while. They're just rerunning some stories that they had ran last year, uh, talking about these same things because of this um, coming out now, uh, or, or, you know, it's being brought back up. So they're, they're rerunning some of their stories. So to be fair, they, they have been, some of them have been reporting on it, but it yeah, hasn't and the, gained much steam. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair, uh, and also to that point, Let's be honest, 12 months ago, everybody was caught up in hysteria. No one was paying attention. No one wanted to hear it. Everyone was too busy. If you would have thrown that wrench in the works at that time, if all the big guys, which I wish they would have done, because I'm the, I'm the kind of person that if I see a criminal, I go after that criminal, I cuff them up and I drag them in before a court after I build a case against them. That's what you do with criminals. You don't just sit there and you let them go and go and go, and then they sail off into the sunset. That's not how this works. I don't know who these people in politics think they're dealing with, but history shows that these are the worst of the worst. But again, back to the original point, 12 months ago, no one wanted to hear it. It was easier to dismiss 
that type of talk as, oh, that was just some conspiracy theory. That was some uh, crazy. What, what, what right wing lunatic site did you get that from? No, 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 no. We didn't get that from some right wing lunatic site. We got that from the actual scientifically published journals at the time. Their own papers, their own policy papers said it, but no one wanted to hear it. I don't think anybody will want to hear anybody in, in terms of the mainstream outside of conservatives. I, I don't I don't know that they'll really care to know what this guy has to say because he was Trump. He, he was part of the Trump administration. So that right there writes him off instantly. They, they, you know, outside of our circles, if you will, as conservatives, is there anybody left out there that cares about facts and, and truth other than your conservative or independence? I mean... If you're a Democrat at this point, if you're still a Democrat at this point, do you truly care about facts? If you're still a Republican at this point, do you truly care about facts? I, I can give the Republicans a little bit more leniency because there are some Republicans that are out there fighting, you know, still. Uh, Crenshaw was out there, basically said, uh, shut up to the airlines. You still have Cruz, um, Cotton. Mike Lee, you know, so forth. There, there, there are still some, some that are that are conservatives that are Republicans. So I'll give them a little bit of slack, as even though I don't like the Republicans. And mm-hmm. I, I want to play this clip here. Let, let's let's listen to uh, Dr. Peter Navarro on Steve Bannon's podcast just the other day, talking about Fauci. What struck me was a sense of deja vu. I mean, it's like if you just go back a year from today. <laughs> We had hand ringing about stop the spread. We're going to lock everything down, right? Um, and Joe Biden, I mean, I, he, he basically appoints the vice president <laughs> to run the show, right? So it's like it's like they're doing everything that we did back in March. I mean, there's no, there's nothing new about what they're doing, and they're rolling the dice. Um, on this vaccine. Now, let me show you something, Steve, why why that's a bad roll of the dice. Uh, for the radio audience, I'm putting up a map here, which is a map of how the various mutations of the Fauci virus are spreading around the world, right? You see the purple here, uh, where that's kind of uh, the mothership, the Wuhan virology lab. That's like the first thing going out. But then you've got the Brazilian uh, mutation that's coming up from the south, through uh, our southern border. And Joe, um, you're going to like have everybody wear masks in the upper 50. (laughs) And meanwhile, you're going to send us the Brazilian strain. What's interesting about the Brazilian strain is that it's more highly contagious and deadly. And then you've got in Europe, uh, you've got the UK and South African strains. Um, My point here um, is simply that uh, if you if you think through what's going on, uh, it gets us to the house of Fauci behind me. Why do I say that? Um, this looks to be uh, like a weaponized virus. It's first of all, um, and Fauci was surprised at this uh, in, in the CNN interview last night. It was like a beautiful moment where Redfield saying, yeah, it came from a lab. And then Fauci saying, uh, wow, you know, I said this and, and history was right. And we've never seen a virus like this before. Well, Tony, <laughs> it's because you, never before did you allow the Chinese to engage in gain-of-function research to genetically engineer a deadly 
virus. So, Tony, don't be shocked. What, what I'm shocked about is is how you uh, and Collins, Francis Collins at the NIH, thought it was a good idea uh, to give the effective, uh, effectively a, a neutron bomb to the Chinese in, a, in the bioweapons space. So we've got the house that Fauci built here. This Wuhan lab, Fauci went out of his way to give him money, your money, your money, American taxpayer money. And then he pulled this sleight of hand. I, it, Fauci is the least trustworthy person in Washington because the Obama administration in 2015, as you know, Steve, through the National Security Council at the White House said, no, 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 Tony, no gain of function. That's yeah. really dangerous. You do not. I think give it was that I think it was, it, it was it was it was it was in 14. It was in 14. But go ahead. And 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 then what does Fauci do? It's like Trump wins. Right. We're in the White House. We're not we're not thinking pandemic. We got a lot of other things on our mind. And I I'll, I guarantee you that that it never happened that Fauci came and briefed the president or anybody. It was never in the intelligence briefing that, hey, by the way, we're going to let the Chinese Communist Party at a lab which works for the People's Liberation Army start engaging in gain of function research on viruses. Right. He didn't do that. He just they just slipped that beneath the radar, right? And so the House at Fauci bill, what did we get? We got American taxpayer money, American taxpayer money paying for a genetically engineered virus courtesy of Tony Fauci pushing gain of function. I mean, you can't make that up. If I took that to Hollywood as a script, they'd say, no, no, that, that's, that just couldn't happen. And, and Fauci, I mean, this guy, he's like the darling. He's, look, those doctors that were on last night, he's the only one that survived. Biden, yeah. it got rid of everybody else. <laughs> why? Why would you want Tony Fauci, who created this pandemic to get, begin with? Wring your hands at the CDC lady. Okay, yeah. no, that's not what yeah. Americans want to hear. They want to hear what you're going to do. Problem, reaction, solution. Fauci gave you that problem. He gave all of this this problem, and now he's running around after you react to it, offering you the solution. His vaccine, right? The one he's invested in, his pharmaceutical therapeutic, right? Remdesivir, or as Trump said, remdesivir. <laughs> remdesivir. <Yeah. laughs> Fauci approved that. Fauci pushed the approval for that after two weeks. After two weeks. Uh, and he also he's, had investments. Yeah. Or that's yeah. what it was you were saying. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. And he was also the one that was responsible for having hydroxychloroquine pulled off the shelves. Now, what did we say back in the early stages, in the early stages of all of this? I can pull that article again. This was something out of the Virology Journal. I'll go over this again. This is out of the Virology Journal. Now, what is the Virology Journal? I had to go all the way back to August 22nd of 2005 to find this. This is the official publication for the National Institute of Health. Now, Dr. Fauci being a major head of that one of the departments at the National Institute of Health, you would think that he might know something about what I'm about to read. August 22nd, 2005. The heading of the article is the following. Chloroquine is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread. Huh. Well, here's the guy who had that pulled off the shelves two months before we saw the lockdowns. Hmm. <laughs> Strange. Now, the only way you can introduce a vaccine per international law is if there are no other options for treatment for what you might be dealing with. Huh. So here's a guy who 
transfers the gain-of-function research to China using your taxpayer money, as Dr. Navarro just stated, that we talked about a year ago. He worked in conjunction with Francis Collins, who's the head of the NIH, who's Fauci's boss, worked with Peter Daszak at the World Health Organization to fund that lab in Wuhan. And then that virus accidentally gets released on purpose (laughs) or, you know, however you want to put it. It just happens to get out. Huh. And then it's a SARS virus, right? SARS-CoV-2, right? It's a SARS virus. Now, you would think that chloroquine would be effective, uh, stating that it's effective against, uh, as an inhibitor against SARS coronavirus infection and spread. One would begin to think that, well, it worked for SARS-CoV-1. Maybe it might work for SARS-CoV-2. Maybe. I mean, if I were a doctor, which I'm not, logic and common sense would tell me maybe that's a good place to start. But if it's not available, well, then I guess we just have to move on. Isn't it also odd that uh, one year and two months ago, France also changed hydroxychloroquine's um, uh-huh. uh, what, uh, classification? What, what's the word for it? It got yeah, turned into a schedule two. Yeah. Yeah, I got turned yeah. into a schedule too. So basically, you used to be able to, I mean, I used to be able to get in the car and drive across the border over into France and you could buy it on the shelves. It's no problem. But then all of a sudden, it's classified as, uh, well, it's the same thing as uh, Oxycontin pretty much. Yeah. Same thing in Africa. They have to, it, it wasn't classified down there, but the same thing in Africa. They handed out by the handfuls down there because of malaria. Right. Yeah. It's a it's an antiviral thing. So basically, you have to have a, a prescription there in France. You you have to get it prescribed now because it's now it's, it's a toxic. highly now it's a highly controlled substance. Now it's been on the market for fifty years, and the, the side effects of it when you're using it in the the small dosage, the the, the recommended dosage, the the side effects are trivial. It's where you you know that that um, crazy report that the media kept. Uh, uh, hounding on, oh, people were taking hydroxychloroquine in like Brazil or something like that, and people were dying of heart attack. And and when you overdose on hydroxychloroquine, it can cause uh, heart palpitations and um, heart attacks. That that's one of the side effects. But when you're using it in the small dosages that needed for COVID nineteen combined with zinc and zinc, so forth, yeah. um, it it was effective, and you had no side effects. So. Well, that would squash the vaccine narrative. So, you know, obviously we can't have any any option like that or the vaccine doesn't play. Now you're running into a situation where if you call out the fact that they're using the pandemic, which we said is not actually a pandemic because they just changed the definition of what a pandemic is. If you call that out and you revoke the fact that they've changed the definition of what a pandemic is, then the rest of it falls apart. The lockdowns don't work. The vaccine certainly doesn't work. And that will knock out the vaccine passports. So all of that would go away. And this whole house of cards that these criminals and thieves have built is going to come collapsing down on itself and they're going to go with it. Do we really think they're going to go with it, even if it did collapse with the way our government system works right now? With current system, no. This article went on to say that we report, now listen to this very carefully, we report that chloroquine has strong antiviral effects on SARS-CoV infection of primate cells. These inhibitory effects are observed when the cells are treated with the drug either before or after exposure to the virus, suggesting both prophylactic and therapeutic advantage. There's your solution. That's a solution that they can't have. Uh, that's one of them. There was other medications that are out there on the market already that have been there for years 
And I believe there was a new one that they they had on the market as well that was showing similar promise to where it was uh, highly effective at reducing. It was something like 80% of severe cases. It reduced that by a massive uh, margin, which is, I mean, wouldn't you praise that? Wouldn't you be you know, encourage something like that to be on the market. If you're really concerned about people dying, wouldn't that be like, hey, guys, we got new medications out there that are looking promising. Maybe we should get those uh, emergency authorization to, you know, get them on the market and let people, you know, have every advantage they have to defeat this virus. And, and instead, it's a um, we have to bar people from getting the stuff that might actually work that's shown promise to work and um, push everyone for a vaccine, wear masks, you know. See, they're not interested in any kind of a solution. I told you this over a year ago. I said, even if there was a solution out there, which clearly there are solutions, they're not interested in any of them. Because if the solution comes up, if they give you a solution to make it go away, well, then they go away with it. So they're not interested in any kind of a solution. They're interested in keeping you tied up and confused and uh, and working in circles, right? That, that's all they're interested in doing. All right. Uh, we're out of time today. We did run over a little bit, but that's okay. I don't care. Uh, it was worth it considering what we were talking about there. We did bounce around a little bit today, but uh, all things considered, I mean, I, we're, we're not scripted. So, I mean, we try to stay on topic here as best we can. It's difficult sometimes. So for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, yet. Get over there, get signed up to us. You'll get uh, all of our content that we put out here every day. And you'll also get an exclusive podcast we put out once a week. And you'll also be able to uh, see the content that we put out, news articles and things that we post uh, on a daily basis. You'll be able to take part in our discussion. Um, drop a comment in there if you so choose. Uh, so yeah, get signed up to us on our Telegram channel. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts also if you're rating podcast if you give us a rating when you get a chance that would be great as well five stars would be a plus thank you very much all right so that will do it for today thank you for being here today bruce thank you to all the listeners everyone have a great evening